Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Cast Iron, a podcast all about metal. I'm Lewis Clark from UK Scum Scene, and I'm joined once again by Alan Williamson of 5 Out of 10. Hello, Alan. Good evening. How are you, sir? Very, very well. Nice and uh, rocked up, because uh, this is this is a pretty damn heavy record that we're going to be dealing with this on this episode. Um, so yeah, uh, it's our first foray into the wonderful world of Devin Townsend, but we're not going in via his solo material. We are going in in probably the most uh, widely known of his projects, and that is Strapping Young Lad and their second album, City. So, how much Strapping Young Lad have you listened to? Right, so um, I've actually listened to more Devin Townsend solo material than I have Strapping Young Lad. I basically own this album and the greatest hits record called The Chaos Years, which basically just sort of like is a nice sort of retrospective because it was uh, it was the last thing they released right at the end of their of their of their career uh, because um, Devin sort of called time on Strapping Young Lad in two thousand and seven, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, so yeah, this is the this is kind of the main slab of his material that of, well well of shopping on land material that I know. How about yourself? All right, um, this is my first introduction to the band. Okay, I pretty much my first introduction to Devon Townsend as well. Actually, okay, um, I listened to Terria off the back of this. Okay, and I that's think, an I interesting think similarities. choice. Yeah, the, there's similarities and differences. Absolutely, and, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get to that. So yeah, um, yeah. This this album is well, what is it? What is we'll refer to the Oracle of Wikipedia. It says <laughs> it's an extreme extreme metal and industrial metal record. Now, extreme metal to me just seems like anything that doesn't fit into yeah, um, it's a any bit kind of, of pre-described genres. It's a bit of a catch-all bucket, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think it's because this album is incredibly difficult to sort of uh, pigeonhole because it does cover an awful lot of uh, metal subgenres. It is, I would say, broadly quite a death metal record. Um, I think I think there's I think there's bits of death metal in there. There's a heavy thrash influence. Yes, in absolutely, there. absolutely. Um, and I would agree with the industrial metal. Um, yeah, um, genre classification as well. I think that comes in more with its uh, use of production. So let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about um, Strapping Our Lad and how they came to be. So uh, Devin Townsend started his career uh, as a sort of a stand-in singer, actually, for Steve Vai. And his first appearance on any sort of uh, commercially released music record is uh, a Steve Vai album called Sex and Religion, which was released mm-hmm. in 1994, if I remember correctly. And um, so Devin Townsend got quite uh, disenfranchised with the music industry off the back of this because he was only really known as the, the vocalist for the Steve Vai album. He, start, he wanted to do his own stuff off the, off the back of that. And nobody was interested. They, you know, they were all saying, "Oh, his, mu- his music just sounds like noise." <laughs> There's no commercial um, sensibilities towards his music, and it was very difficult for him to find anybody to take him on board. Eventually, he struck a deal with Century, Century Media and released his first solo album as Strapping Young Lad, um, and it's basically just him slagging off the music industry <laughs> it's a very angry record uh-huh. about how it was incredibly difficult for him to find his way and that album is called heavy as a really heavy thing <laughs> uh uh-huh. released in 1995 or 96 i can't remember off the top of my head uh 95 i was right yes um Devin actually really doesn't like that record anymore and kind of cites city which is the first album to include a permanent full band lineup with Jed Simon on guitar, Byron Stroud on bass, and Gene Hoagland, the mighty Gene Hoagland on drums. Um, and yeah, he basically sort of thinks of City as the as the proper debut for Strapping Young Lad. Um, I'm but- just looking at uh, Gene Hoagland's Wikipedia page now, <laughs> um, of which, yeah, and, extensive uh, expl- explains a lot. He's pretty extensive. Um, yeah, he's worked with Death, Testament, 
Fear Factory, Opeth. Yep. Um, so he's a good, um, good mix of stuff. He's he's um, I don't know, famous, infamous for being um, Dave Lombardo from Slayer's drum tech in the very very early days of Slayer. Um, uh, to the point okay. that at one point they were recording a Slayer were recording a record and they were recording it in such a cheap um, recording studio that the place didn't have a carpet for the drum kit so it kept moving around on the concrete <laughs> and uh, Gene Hoagland is apparently credited with holding Dave Lombardo's kit together as he performed <laughs> which nice. is pretty uh, hardcore as it goes um, but yeah so uh, City basically is the first strapping young lad album with the full band lineup that lasted all the way to the end of their career um and as such it establishes a lot of the uh tropes that sort of come with their music so as it, as we've already established this is a very very heavy metal album that covers lots of ground and devin townsend likes to use a production style where he basically sort of bombards you with like a, a really sort of Sort of somewhat subtle electronic sort of wall of noise that's always there, sort of yeah. permeating the, no- the the music, um, and that that's that that's used across his his entire discography. He uses it on his ambient stuff. He uses it on his rock, you know, just prog stuff in general. Um, yeah, it's 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 always it's always a part of his sound the way he produces records um, because Devin actually does have a big hand in his, in his own production as well. So yes, that sort of establishes, um, yeah, where we've got to with Traveling Young Lad. Um, but yeah, Heavy is a he- really heavy thing. The debut album didn't do particularly well. I think it sold something like 140 copies in its like first six months or something. Um, That's not great. No. Uh, That's even less than my book. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Everybody starts somewhere. Everybody starts somewhere. Um, but City... Um, it was a, a a huge success in comparison um, and is often cited as probably Strapping Young Lang's mag- magnum opus. Either that or Alien, which came a few years later. Um, but yes, there are um, a lot of live staples that, uh, that come from City. In fact, I think the first six songs of the album would probably be performed live in any, in any gig that they, that they generally played. Um, I know in particular the the Greatest Hits uh, collection I was talking about earlier um, does have a live performance from Download Festival in 2006, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, quite a lot of City gets played in that set list. So yeah. Um, so shall we start from the beginning then, Alan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, the first track is Velvet Kevorkian. So um, pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it's essentially um, an introduction to All Hell in the New Flesh, which yeah. precedes it. Our, our fa- my my favorite, the um, the uh, intro track. Now, um, one of the things that I thought as I listened to this today was that um, whenever we first started Cast Iron, mm. um, we marked it as clean on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and I think <laughs> uh, around the time of the 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 previous episode we did um i put an explicit tag on it yep um and i'm quite glad because um this probably is the most profanities of of any metal album i've listened to yeah Um, yeah um this is an extremely angry very bile ridden sort of (laughs) lyrical rampage from devin townsend on this one um so yeah uh Pick out some of your favourite lines, because <laughs> there's um, lots. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, where do you, where do you start? Um, <laughs> all of you assholes can stay rotting here. I do not care. I will not be there. <laughs> um, yeah, there's loads. Yeah, it's um, it's great. You, you it's piece so... of shit. I'll see you, you pigs in hell. Um, <laughs> it's like um, Devin's actually like he he talks about strapping young lad as being more of a parody of metal than anything else mm-hmm. um where he whereas he sort of treats his um solo material as the stuff that's very close to him and he was always a little bit disappointed that strapping young lad ended up being more a little bit more successful than his solo stuff because <laughs> um yeah he released city around the same time as his first uh, solo album which is ocean machine biomech very very good album but very much more a progressive rock album instead of a metal record and yeah. um, that stuff, he's openly said, is very close to him. Again, still performs a lot of it live. And um, yeah, Strapping Young Lad is kind of like this weird parody record that he does. 
and everybody absolutely um, adores it more. <laughs> so one of the one of the um, pretentious things I came up with while I was listening to this is um, <laughs> I would describe this kind of music as violent impressionism. <laughs> and um, so rather than so a lot of metal bands tell stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, you get your. Um, you know, classic metal bands, your Maidens and Metallicas and Slayers and Megadeths, and yeah. they're telling stories, whether those are from you know, history um, or stories about their lives. There's a bit of a narrative. Um, and this doesn't really have that. No, um, no. It is closer to random poetry. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that, and it, it's interesting because the, there is one song that's different to that. And then I, uh, then you just pointed out to me before we started, it's actually a cover song. Mm. So that explains that. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of the, a lot of the songs in this are creating moods rather than are telling stories. And that's interesting. And that explains why the lyrics are so aggressive and why yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. a lot of it's essentially gibberish. <laughs> well, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so like we've said, Velvet Gavorkin is sort of the introduction to the record. Uh, I would say it, in actuality, I think Velvet Kevorkian and the, the song that follows it, All Hail the New Flesh, are essentially one song because they flow sort of seamlessly mm -hmm. together. It does feel like without the bolster of Velvet, um, it, it, All Hail the New Flesh is kind of lacking something. So yeah, I, I kind of always treat them as the same song and they're always performed together as well. Um, so yeah, uh, Velvet Kevorkian, very uh, striking, instant like wall of just noise and guitars and symbols thrashing around um and a, and a big sort of marching chant uh along to the words velvet kevorkian and then all of a sudden we launch into all hail the new flesh which is yeah, so just relentless <laughs> um what, it, what interested me was um yeah there's a lot of like double kick drums um, yeah yeah probably blast beats although i didn't you know explicitly look at that but yeah um, no they're definitely there very 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 aggressive drumming mm. it is thrashy um it's no surprise to me now you said that uh drummer gene horgan was also doing drums for slayer yeah, because yeah. it is a it's a very similar dave lombardo style of yeah, uh, yeah, manic drumming. It's very. It, um, he's also incredibly tight as a drummer. Um, it's yeah, uh, almost. I mean, one of Gene's uh, nicknames is the Human Drum Machine, and it doesn't surprise me because that it, he doesn't drop a beat on this record. He's so tight and absolutely relentless. Like his double bass technique is amazing. I think in my uh, metal supergroup, Gene is always the drummer. <laughs> um, he's possibly should, one of my favorite. That, that's a that's a total um, whole other episode, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, our, our fantasy go. metal supergroup can be next year's April Fool special. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting about this is that even though um, it is a, a relentless thrashy kind of thing, there is a lot of melody to it. Absolutely, and, and especially think... on the especially on the chorus, and mm -hmm. I quite like that about this that um, there. It's definitely extreme metal, whatever you want to call absolutely, it, because it is a hodgepodge of genres. But I yeah, think yeah. that there are progressive elements to this. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't surprise me that Devin's solo stuff is more, much more proggy and proggy metally. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is this is obviously where the Devin Townsend influence comes through because his, like I say, his, his like you said, his solo stuff is, you know, a little bit more rocky um, and it does have a very strong melody to it and that definitely permeates the choruses on a lot of the songs on City. Uh, All Hail the New Flesh being a very good example. Like, even though it's kind of yelled, there is very much, you know, an, an element of melody to his voice. Um, it sort of, it, it lifts somewhat, like, tonally. It's it's not as, uh, it's not as Yeah, certainly the oppressive. chorus is uh, yeah, pretty yeah. melodic. Um, but yeah, no, the choruses really sort of uh, are quite striking because there's obviously this quite, quite, quite a melodious element to it in such a really noisy, aggressive song. Um, and yeah, I absolutely adore All Hell the New Fresh. I think it's an amazing song. Um, oh, it's a really good song. There's big, big fat riffs. Yeah, um, yeah. Even, even things like, like just really nice chord progression that feels right. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, musically spot on. Yeah, I think. Um, and it's a really good intro to the album. As soon as I started listening to this, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, Devin's a great songwriter, and uh, I think this is a great example of that. Um, so next we go into um, uh, Oh My oh, Fucking oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
um, which is again another absolute rager. Um, a little bit more on the heavy side of things. This one, less 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 melody, I'd suppose, uh, but still mm-hmm. definitely some sort of memorable moments to it. Uh, it's I think the opening for me personally, the opening three tracks of All Hell New Flesh, Oh My Fucking God, and Detox are so memorable yet so mm-hmm. unbelievably heavy. It's such a great one, two, three punch uh, to begin a, yeah, to begin a record. And um, yeah, I, oh my fucking god! Basically, just sort of uh, runs in a similar vein as to all hell the new flesh. It's just it's now we're ramping up the heaviness a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, One thing about this album is that um, it's actually quite short. It's only yeah. 39 minutes, and I suspect it's probably the shortest album that we have covered on Cast Iron thus far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, it would... And that's no bad thing. Yeah. That, that is no bad thing. It, I think it gets in... Um, like, I, I've often complained, and we've often complained about songs that outstay their welcome. Absolutely. And albums yeah. that outstay their welcome, and this is not one of them. Yeah, I think the thing um, is as well, with establishing Strapping Young Lad as this obviously incredibly aggressive heavy band, um, having it any longer would be pretty exhausting, I think. Um, yes, and ab- then you, absolutely. Yeah, and then you also run the risk of it not being particularly varied, there's no ebb and flow, you don't get a moment to sort of chill um and this i mean there are a few moments on this where it sort of varies which we'll get to but the you know the first half of this record is pretty in your face and i can imagine like if if this was any longer god you, it would just be just so knackering <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd be knackered i'm just yeah. thinking it, it in terms of the aggression it reminds me a bit of slayer's rain and blood yeah um, absolutely. which is 20, yeah. which is which is which comes in under 30 minutes it's yeah, yeah. Uh, 29 minutes long yeah yeah um, so it but it to me it is that kind of relentlessness where it just doesn't really give up the whole way through it no not at all um, um yeah uh, it's i mean fair play to them for making such a heavy record be so memorable um but yeah it it really is just a, a relentless slab of metal this record uh, only nine tracks on the original release um, there is another one that we might talk about at the end uh, that's exclusive to the Japanese release um, but yeah um, so yeah I mean there's not really much to say about Oh My Fucking God, um, it's another great uh, song, it's 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 a part of that fantastic tr- trio of songs at the start that I really enjoy uh, again, uh, again really surprisingly melodic for yeah, somebody yeah. shouting Oh My Fucking God <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Um, and, but, yeah. but that, I think that's 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 what's good about it is that um, uh, I think this kind of music could quite easily sound overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's de- I don't know if they say they've been influenced, but but you can hear a bit of Slipknot in this. Yes, yes. Um, we um, uh, we we didn't speak about um, what we would recommend before we started this, but um, oh, okay. Uh, well, I've just reminded me. You've just reminded me of something. I, I was thinking. I haven't, of. Even, I haven't thought about that. I've got what about twenty minutes to think of an album to recommend. I can do it. I can do it. Um, <laughs> well, luckily, but, um, I've got three I could think of. So if you can oh, okay. think of one, I can, I can think can of all four. I can I can think of one or two. Okay. Um, but I think I think there is a bit of. Um, if you listen to Slipknot's earlier work, um, there's a similar kind of riffage, similar kind of intensity. It um, has that same possibly, density. Possibly better lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's absolutely. Got it's got that real... same wall of sound. Yeah, um, absolutely. And they're another band that are, are quite good at um, doing a lot with a lot. Yeah, it's not yeah. overwhelming. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's it's still you can still hear all the elements of the music. There, there's nothing being muddied or bogged down in something else. You know. They, they, oh, they, all well. the, all the electronic elements are very sort of delicate. They just, they just give it this extra sort of uh, oomph, a little bit of just, you know, craziness in the background that just, keep, just makes it all sound very chaotic and mad. And it's not, but, but it's still not uh, difficult to follow the record because there's all this other stuff going on. It's, it's very well structured, actually, uh, incredibly well done. Apparently, um, um, Kerrang originally said it sounded like sticking your head into the jet nozzle of a stealth bomber. <laughs> That's a great which, quote. Which is, <laughs> you should be great, proud of that one. It's a great quote, but <laughs> I, I'm not not sure if it makes a lot of sense, but it certainly <laughs> conveys something that I can relate to. Yeah, I mean, you've got to think as well context because. This was released in 1997, which, mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of metal, is not is quite a while ago, to be honest with you. 
Um, and for this is an incredibly aggressive record, and I still think it holds up as an incredibly aggressive record. I don't think time has tainted this in any sort of way. It still feels like it is an absolute barrage of riffs and drumming and, you know, just shouting and noise. Um, it, it still is, you know, as striking. Just, I think, in retrospect, maybe, you notice the melody a little bit more than you probably would have on launch, I would have thought. But yeah, that's probably, just me yeah. personally. Um, but yes, uh, let's move on, shall we? Uh, let's get on to detox, yep. which I think is the first sort of uh, noticeable shift in like song structure. In that this one sort of ebbs and flows a little bit differently. So there is a clear sort of... It, it, it sort of builds a little bit gentler, I think. This is a good metal party song. Like Absolutely, a good metal yeah, yeah, song. yeah. People yeah. just going, Brilliant. hey, yeah, hey. Because <laughs> I, I, I couldn't figure out what they were saying. And All right. according to a lyrics website, they are saying, you mow. Okay. <laughs> what, what, Which is probably yeah. just nonsense. So I think, I, think, I think we can all relate to that. I mean, the only thing I could think of is short for is probably motherfucker, given what this album's like. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but uh, um, but so, yes, uh, it's very I think, anthemic. I think this is one of the best one. tracks in the album. Yeah, uh, personally, yeah, one of my favorites. It's as a well. good, but it's a um, good song to bounce along to. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's actually um, it was performed as late as um, 2011, I think, because uh, Devin Townsend did sort of like a career retrospective show at the Camden Roundhouse called The Retinal Circus, which basically okay. is somewhat autobiographical performance show <laughs> of like lots of music from throughout his career with like a... Uh, uh, a story that sort of run through it. It was, of, you know, very proggy. Um, it was a, a very big theatrical performance at the same time as well. And it was like the story element of it is actually narrated by Steve Vai, which is a really lovely oh, sort okay. of thing. Um, but they actually performed Detox during that. Um, and they also got Jed Simon, who plays guitar in Strapping Young Lads, to come out and uh, play it in, in Dev Solo Band as well, which was a really lovely thing. Um, but yeah, it, it's... It's a great song. Like it's a really, really good song. Oh, Again, like there's that melody. It's good from the opening riff. Yeah, Again, it's, it's very, like very, very thrashy song. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very anthemic. Uh, like you say, very like it's something you want to sing along to. It's it's got that sort of great chanting element to it. Um, really memorable chorus. Um, it's it's that perfect match of melody and heaviness. You know, this is a really aggressive song, but at the same time, it you can totally. It, it's a real earworm, bizarrely. Um, it's, it's very, very, it's very, very catchy. And um, again, you've got that big, expansive, those big, expansive choruses mm. coming off the back of a thrash, which I think is really nice. Yeah, um, absolutely. I like, I like that there's aggression, but even, even though there's aggression and there's, you know, very heavy technical drumming. Um, I feel like there's room to breathe here and there's room to appreciate and take it all in. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, there's a good ebb and flow throughout it. Mm. No, uh, a fantastic song, and again, like I like I've already said, I think the opening, tri- you know, trio of songs on the city is uh, possibly one of the best attacks of metal <laughs> straight out the bat. I think it's just oh, fantastic, fantastic work. Hello, hello. Having said that, it's uh, a strong opening attack. The next track, uh, Home Home Nucleonics. The beat starts here. <laughs> Yes. Uh, who knows what that? That, <laughs> that, that, is, that is a that's a that's a hell of a blast. Yeah. So outside of the introduction, this is the shortest song on the record, and the mm-hmm. most no nonsense song on it. <laughs> it's like right, let's get it all out. Let's be as heavy as goddamn possible. Um, Home new. This is your hardcore. This is your hardcore punk song. Yeah, almost. God, compared um, to. Some of the more thrashy stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but the reason why I kind of, as much as I like it for all its just over the top intensity, um, it doesn't really have a strong melody element. 
to it. Um, you can't. There's not really anything sort of like permeating it that I would say was catchy, for instance, which is something uh, that you've I would totally say it's had. cathartic but forgettable. Yeah, yeah, that's totally, totally. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's not necessarily a but bad it is song. Two and a half minutes. Yeah, <laughs> there is that as well. Um, it's not it necessarily. Doesn't, a, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's there. It's welcome. Like even if you didn't really like it, by the yeah, time yeah. you'd taken your iPod out of your pocket and went to change the track, <laughs> it's probably half yeah, over. Yeah. So you might as well Absolutely. let it play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it does it does what it sets out to do and be really angry and fast and aggressive, and that's fine. I can get behind that. That's a good bit of fun. So that's all right. But at, as it as if you compared it to the songs that uh, precede it, it's not as memorable, you know, chorus wise. Or in, I don't even know particularly has a chorus to be honest with you. But yeah, it's not a there's not a strong melody permeating this one, unfortunately. Um, but what does have quite a strong melody permeating in it is the next track, which is um, AAA or Triple What is what does he say in the song? Um, I haven't looked at the lyric sheet to to, to tell you. To be honest it with says you. it says AAA on the lyric sheet. I just um, you know I haven't had time to go and analyze all of this. <laughs> it's a very different song to the rest of the album. Yeah, um, a little bit more of a rock song. This one, I'd say. Yeah, and also um, has a is a bit more autobiographical. Um, so the lyrics in this one are. About Emmy, you know, he refers to himself as, as Devi in this song. So he's oh, right, actually okay. talking a bit about himself. Um, do, you want me to, do you want me to send you a link to the uh, lyrics? Absolutely. Page? I would um, love to have a little on look. On Skype. I can discover things that, for the first time. This is the problem with metal, and especially aggressive music, is that sometimes you just don't care. <laughs> because people yeah, are just shouting I mean, things at you. <laughs> well, I the reason I look up the lyrics is, is normally, you know, so I've got something to say because I'm yeah, yeah. musically ignorant. But... Um, <laughs> I wanted to know what this was about because I knew that Devon Soundsend had a reputation for being quite uh, intelligent, mm. um, but uh, a lot of this is just nonsense. But yeah, this one, yeah. this one's quite interesting. Um, so this one, um, AAA or Triple A, who knows? Should have done her homework. Sorry. Um, <laughs> he, d- he does do all the usual. No one fucks with me. The the last line of the track is all I want to do is fuck, is fuck, is fuck, is fuck. Um, <laughs> which doesn't seem, which doesn't seem strictly speaking true because he also clearly wants to record and listen to music. <laughs> well, um, yeah. But um, um, so yeah, it's yeah. a very different track, a bit more narrative, slower paced, more of a more of a groove to it. Yes, absolutely. Um, that was something I wanted. I was in- instantly picked up on this one. There is, yeah, a lovely sort of. Uh, slow sort of chugging groove to it it's really uh really sticks with you um and yeah quite stylistically different to everything that's come before it you know it 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 gives gives the guitar room to breathe there's not nearly as much sort of noise um that's sort of just sitting around in the background it's it's a lot more uh controlled a little bit more uh restrained i suppose um yeah i think like i think as you get into again as you get into the chorus with this it's more like a traditional industrial metal song than yeah, some yeah. other stuff. It's it's one of the less heavy tracks in the album, mm-hmm. which um, you know, <laughs> it's still, <laughs> it doesn't really say much in on this. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does it, obviously it, get heavier as the chorus sort of kicks in. It sort of builds. It, yeah. it sort of it, it has this lovely sort of ebb and flow where it sort of it feels like it's building to crescendos and then it goes back into the to the groove and chills out a little bit and then it comes back to it and then it gets more aggressive and yeah, it's. Yeah, very, very good song. Very interesting. Um, and stands kind of alone, really, on this record. Um, it does. There's not really anything that sort of matches it in style. Um, because everything, still, everything else still has that sort of very strong sort of wall of noise, electronic influence to it. Whereas this mm-hmm. sort of doesn't as much. Which is quite nice to hear. It feels, a bit, more, it feels a bit more expansive. Yeah. In the beginning, all, you, all you've really got is a kind of a drum keeping the beat and a guitar. Mm. Um, while he's narrating over it, so yeah, yeah, it, do, it does give it a bit more. It gives you it gives you your ears room to breathe. Mm-hmm. I know that makes no sense. I don't care. But, um, <laughs> but it's a good song. It's a very good song, and um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good song. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it it doesn't suffer from you know the lack of melody that we had in Home Nucleonics. In fact, it kind of focuses on it a little bit more on this one, and uh, it's nice to 
finally get a breather, actually. I think uh, this is the first time we've <laughs> slowed yeah. down in tempo in any sort of noticeable way. Um, so, yeah, it's a really good sort of a mid, mid-record stomper. I'd say um, mid mid record stomper. Yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds pretty pretty reasonable. Um, I'm not trying almost, to create like almost, buzzed terms every show, so yeah, <laughs> that that will only appear on no, this one. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't mind. What was it? There, there's definitely one. Um, uh, back off uh, banger is, is our favorite. <laughs> back half banger. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think. Um, Which yeah, is that, that's, that that one? I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's a back half banger, but the <laughs> next one is underneath the waves. <laughs> Right, so um, how do you feel about this one? Um, so I think the opening of it is definitely a death metal-y, almost technical death kind of sound to it. It's similar, oh, to, it just, it's similar to something like Death, yeah. um, which is another band Gene Horgan's played on. Yep. <laughs> um, I This one, I think it's probably one of the weaker tracks on it. I find I'm it a glad bit more you agree. repetitive. Yeah, yeah. I felt, I felt the same way about this one. Um, it's again like if you just want heaviness there's nothing wrong with this in any given way it's a very aggressive extremely technically proficient song um with lots going mm-hmm. on but again like home nucleonics i don't think there's much melody to it unfortunately there is sort of moments where it does feel like it's going that way but the structure of it doesn't really sort of set it off unfortunately it never really has that moment that it's really it's got um What's that? What it what it does have is that anthemic chantiness that yeah, detox yeah. also has. So with detox, you've got the hey you mo, yeah. hey you mo, but this one goes on and on. It's on yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, so maybe kind of idea, maybe it? it's sort of you know revisiting ideas too soon. Really, it's it just doesn't stand alone. Unfortunately, on this record, whereas everything else has been quite feel a bit well like, defined. Does feel a bit yeah, detox detox one point five yeah it suffers yeah. for that because all the other tracks in the album have their own unique identity yeah I think um, I think that is, is my main issue yeah. with it it doesn't feel like it's its own song unfortunately and I think it's it's definitely the most noisy sort of unrelenting track on the album as well like it, it, I mean it there's just a lot of a lot of stuff going on on this one it's like he's thrown a lot of ideas at <laughs> yeah. the wall and just sort of gone with whatever stuck it was what kind of feels it feels like to me personally but yeah bit of a strange don't song it, don't think it meets our um back half banger criteria <laughs> no no sadly. but i mean again it that strapping young man's worst is not necessarily any, any anything to be scoffed at it's still a really yeah, it's not necess- song. it's not like the, the latter half of the poison like, oh, yeah God. yeah no and, uh, and i did think because i saw the next tracks room 429 that reminded me <laughs> of, what's what's the one off what's the one of the poison girls oh god is it's um, not 409 is it or something like that it's got I'm gonna something check, I'm gonna similar check right now after, it's going to take me a while to find this. Yeah, yeah. Scroll, scroll no all the way from. I'll S let you to do that. But let's actually talk about okay. Room Four Two Nine. So this is a cover of a song by. It's Room Four O Nine. Yeah, so Room Four O Nine. This is Twenty Doors Down from the <laughs> Room Four O Nine. We've got a cover track. <laughs> yeah, uh, by Cop Shoot Cop. Again, stylistically, very different. And I'd say this is probably the closest you're going to get to sound to anything that sounds like solo Devin Townsend material on a Strapping Young Lad record. Um, it's got that same sort of jaunty, gothic kind of nursery rhyme thing going on. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, I mean, I only listened to the original just before we yeah, started recording very, the podcast. Very it's, different. It's actually it's it's different but it's also relatively authentic like yeah. he's, he's, his his singing style is not entirely different no um, no not at all and i i didn't 
even though I didn't know it was a cover, mm-hmm. I was going to say it's very different because it's the only song where he's really telling a, a story. Yeah, yeah. And it is more of a traditional rock song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I actually like this. I think it works really Yeah, well. I, I think it needs it. It totally needs it at this point in the record. I think because the the, the first half is so front-loaded with heavy songs, to have this sort of more experimental, a little bit more uh, stylistically different second half really does it some favours um, because I don't think you could have kept up such a, an aggressive pace for, for the whole record. It would just, like we've said already, it would be exhausting. So I really appreciate having stuff like this. And it's a really good cover. Like, there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Very much a Devin Townsend interpretation. Um, and like I say, it's it's kind of similar to his, uh, his solo stuff. Uh, in particular, there's a song off his second solo album, Infinity, called Bad Devil, which is totally worth checking out. It, it has a very similar sort of vibe to this, as well as the song Vampira, which comes off a Devin Downsend band album. Uh, again, it's it's got that... It got that sort of jaunty sort of kind of it's gonna, pop song it's almost thing. Gothic, kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, gothic, slightly strange pop somewhere between um, Ghost and the Monster Mash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like he's telling you a little horror story. It's, it's the closest thing this record gets to a ballad, I guess. Yeah, um, I suppose. I, yeah, I think it works well. I think it sets a scene. It's got, the, it's got a creepy... Is it a piano or is it a guitar? Start the creepy... Um... I'm trying to remember now, to be honest with you. It I'll, probably I'll listen, is a piano, because they did have a keyboard player that to- toured with them and stuff, so could well be. Um, but yeah, it's yeah a really good cover, a fantastic like um, departure um, stylistically on this on this second half of the record. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's no, I mean, I'm not particularly that sort of into covers in general, um, but when you can when you can bring something new to the table... And still make it sound like you know Devin Townsend. I think it's totally, totally worth doing. It's a really interesting song, worth listening to. I think, I think if you can make it your own in an interesting way, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, um, that that's totally fine. Mm. Um, I think um, him are really good at doing covers in their own style. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. To me, to me, there's there's the high and low points of covers. The high point is pretty much any time him covers a song. <laughs> I mean, they covered Neil Diamond with yeah, Solitary yeah. Man and made it sound good. Um, the low point is for me is always going to be Kill Switch and Gage's cover of Holy Diver. It's <laughs> um, just just appalling. A lot of people like that, but they're all wrong. <laughs> it's just. It's the same song. It's just the they've tuned it down basically. <laughs> it's car- karaoke like, diver. Yeah, That's yeah it. it's not it's um, nothing special, is it? But yes. Um, so uh, we're moving into the final track of the original track list, which is spirituality. Which is a little bit disappointing for me, um, because it's a, bit of a it, weird one, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of almost slows down to a sort of doom metal gr- uh, sort of pace. This one, uh, and it really does uh, sort of make you appreciate the guitar work a little bit more. It's got that sort of driving, sort of chugginess to it. Um, yeah, but it's, I, I at first wondered if this was going to be an instrumental because it does take a while to. Yeah, it does. Doesn't there's it? a lot less growly vocals to it mm. a lot less of any kind of vocals for a yeah. long period of time in the song but yeah it's it's a bit of a limp ending to what is an incredibly aggressive record is what i think what kind of disappoints me a little bit with this one is i would have had it sort of if if i was structuring this record <laughs> and i don't mean to be up you know uh blow smoke up my own ass but um it, i would you know i go heavy to sort of and then you know gentler in the middle and then heavy on the uh, to, to to end with because it's it seems that would you know we're focusing on the heavy which is very much uh, important strapping young lad that's kind of their thing um and you've still got that nice ebb and flow where you've got a moment to breathe um and sort of chill out a little bit in metal terms <laughs> um yeah but yeah spirituality sort of just kind of brings it all to a bit of a limp close um, yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily a bad song. Yeah, again, not um, a particularly bad song by any means. Um, it just feels like it's lacking something, and it's very drawn out, and it doesn't really go in... It doesn't move in the way I'd expect it to, really. It's it's a lot more progressive, I think, in that time. In that term. Um, yeah, I think, 
Yeah, it's it's like progressive doom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is uh getting pretty mad with the subgenres there, but God. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no it's no uh I don't know, death heaven. <laughs> yeah, well yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, there is especially with the sort of uh, blast beat nature of the drumming, you do get a little bit of that black metal sort of influence in the in the sound as well. Um but yeah, like it's it's a it's a decent enough song. It's very much a strapping young lad song, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like it brings this album to the sort of satisfying conclusion that I was hoping for. I was hoping for like one last hurrah of God knows. Yeah, I, what. I, I agree with you. Yeah. It should have been a final banger down to the pub. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it, it. One thing that's weird is um, the something particularly weird about this are the the strange little lines and things that Devin Townsend cuts into the beginning and end of the songs. Mm. At the very end of the song, um, it's a computer-synthesized voice saying, strapping young lad rocks my hairy anus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just throws that in right at the end there. Bit of it, Devin it Townsend like humour. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sounds like, because it's 97, so it's like one of those Stephen Hawking vocal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strapping young lad rocks my hairy anus. Strapping young lad rocks my hairy anus. It's a very good impression, actually. <laughs> I'll have to, oh, have to play it side by side. Thank you. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually a robot. Is, uh, but yes, that... Irish voice synthesizer. <laughs> God. But yeah, that is the end of the original track list of City. Um, and like I say, that's uh, all, over, all, un, all over and done with in under 40 minutes. Um, there is a offcut that was included on the Japanese release as well as the 2007 remaster uh, called Centipede and there's not really much to talk about really it is very much your atypical album offcut It doesn't really fit anywhere on the record. Um, it's a long one, seven minutes and fifty-five seconds, almost clocking into the eight-minute mark. Yeah, and it's very much an industrial metal song. That one, it's got a very sort of uh, stompy, slow pace to it. Um, a, an awful lot of sort of uh, clattering, like metallic-y madness going on in the background, um, which is actually quite nicely interspersed with the drumming, and it gives it this sort of stompiness to it um but that's really the only sort of um thing it has going for it Un- unfortunately melody wise it's pretty lacking um there it's very progressive as well so there isn't a, a particular returning melody that's worth uh seeking but yeah it's it's interesting to check out just because you know it's it's more strapping young lads bit of a rarity um but yeah <laughs> if you're into the band there's something else to check out um, so here's a question for you that you probably know. Go on Why then. do Japanese versions of albums often have additional bonus tracks? I actually don't know why this is, to be honest with you. Um, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, it is irritating um, because sometimes there are there is some incredibly fantastic material that just gets included on Japanese releases for, for whatever reason, and spe- specifically made for it as well, um, which mm-hmm. grinds my gears a little bit because I'm a mad music collector. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is a very valid reason for it, and we should probably look it up, to be honest with you. Why do Japanese versions of albums always have the bonus tracks not available in North America? <laughs> I'm on the ask. I've been trying to collect the complete strapping young lad collection, and I'm very disappointed that Centipede was not on the original release of Centipede. <laughs> According to a friend that runs a small local label and occasionally does business in Japan, it's because it is invariably cheaper for Japanese buyers to import CDs rather than purchase them in their local record store. The extra tracks are there to provide an incentive for buying a domestic version. Ah, that's interesting. Well, look at that. Without the extra track, Japanese retailers are reluctant to sell the CDs, knowing that a large portion of the potential purchases will simply be importing the product. Well, there you go. And now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Um, but ironically, they um, probably make it up on the Sados like you that import all the multiple versions. <laughs> Sados <laughs> like me. Making up for the lack of Japanese domestic sales. It's mate, a double win. Don't remind me that the, earlier this week I. Um, Spent an awful lot of money on the next Deer and Grey single. <laughs> oh, God, okay. oh, dearie me. Um, 
Yeah, let's not talk about Japanese um, importing. That's 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 an expensive so hobby that you don't want to be involved your... in. <laughs> is your favorite track off this album detox is your favorite track of this album detox <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yay oh it's it, uh, uh, such a good song uh it, it's like strapping young lad encapsulated into one goddamn awesome banger um really memorable great melody awesome chorus really goddamn heavy very thrashy um, yeah, there's there's not a lot bad I can really throw at Detox, to be honest with you. It's a perfect Strapping Young Lad song. So what do you think of the album in general? Because we haven't really had a lot of negative things to say about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, normally, normally we do. We've, we've crushed some childhood dreams on here. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think it's still a really strong album. It's an incredibly it's, strong record. It's, it, it's unique. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've not listened to it, it's definitely worth uh, giving a blast. Absolutely. Uh, a very, very strong um, uh, recommendation from me. I think... Um, when it gets a little bit more experimental, I think it kind of falls down somewhat. I think it's good at what it knows, um, which is being thrashy and catchy and very heavy. Um, but at the same time, I do appreciate the fact that it does get a bit weird because it does give you a breathe. So, yeah, it's it's a difficult it comes, one. It still comes in under under forty minutes. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. I so think it's hard to it's hard to get annoyed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's a very very good record. I think we've probably. I think when I have uh, picked out things that I don't particularly like about certain songs, they are very very minor things that I'm I'm slagging off here. It's it's not. I'm I'm not giving this album a hard time just for minute little things like that it's it's very much uh you know an eight or nine out of ten record for me it's a very very good metal album uh, that i would highly highly recommend and uh yeah what wh- yeah i mean do you feel very similar mm-hmm. good for stuff <laughs> yeah yep. no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a happy champy with this one very yeah yeah oh i'm glad i'm um, glad um again so, uh, what other recommendations could we make? So, um, okay, so I'll, rec- I'll recommend one that is definitely very different. Okay. Um, but it's a fun one. Um, it's an album by Death, which is uh, Symbolic. Okay. Um, and it was released two years before City. Um, it does have Gene Hoagland on the drums. Well, hey! Um, and um, so Symbolic is a progressive death metal record. Okay. Um, and probably well, certainly my favorite death album uh they're all different but um it's uh something quite different and um a bit of a, a bit heavier going than this even yeah um, yep. but it's uh it's a real treat so if you want to get into some um slightly more deathy metal uh, it's a good recommendation excellent um, stuff and the other one I'd probably recommend is something by Slipknot, is their first album or Iowa. I um, I was going to recommend Iowa personally. I think that one's yeah. a little bit more heavy on the wall of noise and the density, which is mm-hmm. very similar to this record. Um, and it, it came out. Ooh, Iowa was like two thousand and one. I think it's fifteen years old this year. God, um, that's so, worrying. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so that, that now's a good time to revisit that. But I think um, there's there's definitely similarities in what they do and uh, coming off the back of city it's interesting to see how a band can you know take that sound in a different direction absolutely absolutely so that's a good one um what were your recommendations so um yeah i've got, luckily i i chose three because one of them was going to be slipknot iowa so <laughs> um but yeah um the first one i would recommend is taking this to even further extremes uh so there's an american uh sort of grindcore band i suppose called uh, full of hell oh, and they released a collaborative record with a japanese noise artist called mersbo uh and it is literally just called full of hell mersbo and it how do you, how do you spell mersbo m-e-r-z-b-o-w and uh, um, of course <laughs> yeah how it's how it sounds um <laughs> but yeah uh it's it very much uh it's uses that same sort of um joining of extremely heavy aggressive extreme metal and uh electronic uh wall of noise or production elements that uh and it yeah it's it's a very um dense record it might be uh hard work for for some of our listeners but um i'm a big fan of full of hell and i think it's probably the, the absolute highlight of their back catalogue at the moment. Um, it's an amazing record, uh, super dense, and just one of the most 
visceral metal experiences I've ever had. Um, but yeah, that is taking things to a, to a quite, a, quite, an, quite an extreme. On the other end of the, of the uh, spectrum, I'm going to go for something from the UK because I do run a UK metal website. <laughs> um, and uh, so this is a band called Biomechanical, who are very inf- uh, highly influenced by um, Strapping Young Lad. And I'm going to recommend the album The Empires of the Worlds, um, which okay. came out in 2005. And uh, yeah, it's it. If you want something as close to <laughs> Strapping Young Lad that isn't Strapping Young Lad, this is probably a uh, a good bet because uh yeah it it has that same sort of um chuggy metallic-y sort of nature to the to the guitar work that's that lovely sort of uh, double bass um ridden sort of drums um it's all there it's it's very progressive um the vocals are a little bit different on this it kind of gets a little bit more sort of high pitched heavy metal wailing um which okay. is something you know interesting if you wanted to hear that mixed well, like, with strapping on lad style like- like maidenly or yeah like yeah screen? absolutely absolutely very maidenly um, yeah, okay so yeah um the the title track was released as a single i think um probably their biggest most well known song um but yeah I, i'm not too sure what happened to biomechanical because uh, they released uh, a couple of records on earache album uh, records uh, they were they seemed to be quite popular for a little while and then they just sort of dropped off the face of the earth <laughs> um they didn't they've never announced a uh, a split or anything like that it's uh, everything i read online seems to suggest they're still together but they haven't done anything since 2008 i think so uh yeah oh, well that's quite a long time in, yeah, in, yeah. in metal yeah absolutely that, it's like even tool have released an album <laughs> <laughs> well they uh, tool at least tour i don't sure. know i don't know if biomechanical tour or not but yeah um I'm not even sure if that's true when I mean, they find out when 10,000 days came out now. Oh god. Um, probably even more. came out in 2006. Jesus. <laughs> well, there you go. Wow, 10 years. <laughs> um um but yeah, those are going to be my recommendations. So there you go. So Awesome. So thank yeah. you very so much if you for joining the, us. Yeah. If you like edition. this. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Take the lead. <laughs> oh, well, okay, okay. If you like this, um, that's good. Glad you liked it. We liked it too. Um, you can subscribe on iTunes. You can leave us a review there. That's really helpful. You can tell your friends on social media and follow us there. We're available on Facebook and Twitter at Cast Iron Show. Um, or you can go to Lewis's UK Scum Scene uh, where he reviews all the latest scumtastic UK metal <laughs> and hardcore albums. And that's uh, ukscumscene.wordpress.com. Thank you. <laughs> and apart from that, we'll be back at an undetermined time with another album. So thanks very much for listening. Thank you.